Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. ESPN NBA insider Jay Williams joins Wolf and Luke to talk NBA and the Suns. Brought to you by Midwestern University Clinics in Glendale. Faculty and graduate student-led comprehensive health care. Visit MWUClinics.com to schedule an appointment. All right, hour number two of the show, live from Salt River Fields. It is Wolf and Luke on this Tuesday morning, and we are joined on the Arizona Sports Line by the hosts of Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max on ESPN. Jay Williams is on the line. Jay, what's going on, man? You know, just uh, I love when I, I call you guys, and I can, I can understand that all the chips are in the middle of the poker table <laughs> and we're waiting on that river card. You know what I mean? Like we got a really good hand and we're waiting on that river card just to see if it can finish it off. And that's what starts tomorrow night, boys. That's a great starts way to night. put it. It's, that it is. it's like you're sitting here with like a full house and the dealer got up to get a drink and he hasn't put the river card down. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, please, I know it's a stiff drink, but get back over here and yes. give him my card. Just put something down. Let's end this hand. Uh, all right, so you said it right there. I mean, is that we're kind of all fingers crossed here, but are, are you? is that what you're hearing, that he probably will actually play tomorrow and it's not going to get pushed back? Yeah, that's a, that's what I'm hearing. I mean, I, I don't know what these type of things. I mean, obviously, I think if you're the Suns and Kevin Durant, I mean, it, it's it's similar to. I know that situations are different, but similar to what you have with Kyrie Irving and Luka Doncic, right? Who've already played a multitude of games together. It's like you want to hit the ground running. I and I often say this to people, like, "Oh, we're at the All Star break halfway," and I'm like, "No, that's 75 percent of the season is what All Star break is." So. You know, when you come back to the season with 2021 games left, it takes a lot for a team as it relates to continuity. I will say the difference between where we are in today's game as opposed to where we were 15 years ago is for as much as we ridicule and we hate on AAU basketball and we hate the culture of just picking up and playing with anybody because we want to see more people try to do it on their own or try to say, hey, you come to my team and I'll show you the way we do it is – AU basketball does help situations like this because guys are used to playing and, and learning how to pick their spots. Now, it doesn't help you for playoff basketball, obviously, when things get tense and you need to find out who the ball goes to and where their spots are and what they like, and that takes familiarity. It takes a minute. But I, I will say AU basketball, I think, helps with where the game is today with so many free agents going to different locations and guys learning how to assess and properly implement their style of play within the franchise and their offense. Jay, well, did you actually hear Charles Barkley talking about KD and the fact that KD has to win a championship apart from Steph Curry to be talked about in terms of one of the greatest ever? I, I Did you hear these comments at all? I did. Well, if I, I did. What are your thoughts on that? I have a lot of thoughts. <laughs> um, let me start off with this, Wolf. Let me ask you. Is Shaquille O'Neal one of the greatest players to ever play the game of basketball? Yeah. Do you take anything away from Shaquille O'Neal that he won it with Kobe and then he went and he had to win it playing with Dwayne? No. On the back end? No. Yeah, right? So, like, I I, 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 I hear, like, Kevin Durant, to me, talent-wise, is on the same level as LeBron and Kobe. Accolade-wise... He is not there. And, and there's okay for that to be a gap, right? Uh, if, if you're going to look at anything as it relates to Kevin Durant's resume, it's the fact that, hey, okay, like he won two championships. He got two finals MVP. 
But the caveat that people will always use against him is that he went to a 73-win Warriors team. Well, I, I got a, a newsflash for everybody. That caveat is not going to stop. Even if he wins one here in Phoenix, you know why? Because people are going to say, well, you, you forced the way out of Brooklyn because you couldn't get it done on your own. And you went to CP3 team and Devin Booker's team. <laughs> right. That's the only way you got it. Right. So, like, my thing is, I, I, after a certain point, I can't give a damn what Charles Barkley or anybody else <laughs> has to say to validate my greatness. Oh, because I can only do what, what I've been doing, man. I, 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 and at the end of the day, you get to stack up what my accolades are. And if you don't think my talent proves that I'm one of the greatest players ever played a game of basketball, yes. then so be it. Good luck with the rest of your life. Oh, man, I love that, Jay. Well, it's, it's spot on. We're talking to Jay Williams. And, and Jay, I guess the, the, the logical follow-up to that is what could he possibly do to win these guys over? Because you're so right. If they win a title this year, locally everybody's going to be freaking out because the Suns have never won before. But I can already see nationally people tweeting a KD and being like you had to go in with Devin Booker and Chris Paul. I mean, it, it doesn't seem like at this point in his career, because he left Oklahoma City, there's anything he can do to win over whatever that portion of the NBA fan base is. So, Luke, can I can I tell you something? And this is a, a real honest assessment. Um, I think a lot of KD growing up in the NBA with the close relationship he has with his mother, okay, um, I, I think it's a lot of KD finding out what manhood is to him. <laughs> what leadership is to him. Like he has been gifted with one of the most unique gifts in the basketball world in the history of the world. And dude's seven feet tall that can dribble like a guard. And that is one of the best shooters the game and most efficient shooters the game has ever seen. Then the next step of the iteration of his career is that leadership aspect that not everybody is just born with. So for me, I, I think having a guy like CP three, who's at a very, in very interesting inflection point as well, where it's like he's led teams being the guy. He recognizes that he is no longer the guy. You have Devin Booker that is the guy, but still feels like he's youthful in learning how to be a guy. And now you have Kevin Durant, who is the guy, who the last piece of the equation is like the leadership aspect that people want to see him come through and it be his, right? So I think for KD, I think there's a lot on the line here, and I think he'll fit in seamlessly basketball-wise. There will be a moment, though, and guys, mark this down, February 28th, I'm making this on your show, okay. where you will see him and CP3 bunt heads. And if they butt heads, how they come out of that will determine on whether they win a championship or not because those are your two strongest personalities. And when it comes down to it, CP3 is going to have to make a decision on what is – what is the right decision or what is the decision? You know what I mean? And a lot of times in basketball, the right decision isn't always the decision. Like we crucify LeBron James for like, hey, sometimes the right pass isn't the right play, even though we want you, you, want you to make the play. So I think how those two work and build that relationship in a 25-game season plus playoffs is going to be imperative to whether this works this year. Jay, I, listen, I only got a minute. It's probably unfair to ask you right now, but I'm going to ask you anyways. Load management, where do you stand on this? I'm hearing so much about load management in the NBA, and we might go to 72 games. And where, where are you on all this? Well, well, who's load management pertain to? What, what players are we talking about? Because I hear the blanket term used, but what players are we specifically talking about? Superstars. Yeah, I mean, like, is LeBron James load managing? I mean, the guy has played – 8,000 games. I, I, this whole thing is like, it, it really bothers me because most people have not played 82 games. It's like when play, like 
Well, I've never played 16 games or 17 or 18 games in the NFL. Like that wear and tear on your body. Like for me, when I roll my ankle, and most of the times, last thing I'll say is, the teams are the ones telling you, hey, look, we have three games in five days. We're coming on the second game on this back-to-back. We want you to sit out because we have another game in 48 hours. And you're like, okay. Like if I roll my ankle and I'm, I'm trying to play through it, like LeBron tried to play through it, and then all of a sudden like you get hurt and you can't walk. It's like, well, you're low, man. I'm like, I – it feels like you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. I, I, it's such a bigger conversation, Luke. Like, I, it makes me want to stay on for another segment to keep talking to you guys about it. <laughs> That's great. Thank you so Let's much. Just do a Jay whole show, Jay. All right, guys. All right, thanks, appreciate a lot, buddy. you, buddy.